Hey everyone, it's Heather. I'm so excited about our new resource for single women, Authentically You. One of the most challenging parts of life is navigating relationships. This can be especially true for women who have been tainted by negative sexual experiences and mistakes from their past, or when the struggle with porn and masturbation takes hold and won't let go. This leaves them feeling distant from God, separated by the weight of shame and regret. If this is you, you're not alone. Authentically You was written specifically for single and college-aged women, those who are on the working career path and those who are in college. This 20-lesson curriculum is easily adaptable to a busy work schedule or a college semester system. Through this group experience, you'll explore how your past pain and trauma contribute to distorted beliefs and an unhealthy thought life. You'll uncover the role your family of origin plays in your past and current behaviors and address the issues that perpetuate compulsive and addictive patterns. And through the use of weekly exercises, strategic tools, and self-care focus, you'll learn how to live in health, how to live as your true, authentic self. I know God has a plan for your life to bring you to a place of health and wholeness. If you allow it, God will do amazing things in you and through you. So pre-order today, Authentically You. Go to puredesire.org A-Y. That's puredesire.org A-Y. Welcome to the Pure Desire Podcast, where we partner with you to bring hope and freedom on your journey to purity. Hey there, I'm your host, Trevor Windsor, and we're so thankful you're taking time out of your day to hang out with us. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Nick Stumbo. Let's roll. And today we're pumped to have a good buddy with us today, Ben Bennett. Ben is a speaker, an author, and a mentor with Josh McDowell Ministry. And he also is an author of our college-age resource for men called Living Free. So, uh, Ben, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, welcome to the PD Podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. Good to be here today. Yeah. So we have Ben with us today to talk about Living Free, how to reach younger generations with sexual and emotional healing, and why it's so important to pour into the coming generations. So let's get right to it. Uh, Ben, really, man, we just want to start with this. Can you just introduce yourself to our listeners, anybody out there who doesn't know about you, your kind of your backstory and, and how you got hooked up with us at Pure Desire? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'd love to share a bit more about myself. Um, so I, I'm, I'm originally from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, I'm 28, an unmarried guy, and I'm currently living in, in Dallas, Texas and working with Josh McDowell Ministry, as he said, which is a a ministry of crew, formerly Campus Crusade for Christ, and uh, help connect people to solutions, um, ministries and churches, connecting them and people to solutions to overcome unwanted behaviors, including porn. And so the way I kind of got into this, um, to share a little bit more about my story, um, was I struggled for years with pornography and unwanted sexual behaviors kind of all started when I was, I was younger uh, at a young age. I, I grew up going to church. Um, I started following Jesus at a young age, but uh, sex was this taboo topic in my family and in the church culture that I grew up in. Um, and uh, it was by the age of 12 that I um, got hooked on pornography and, and masturbation. And some friends told me about it and it uh, quickly became an escape for me. It was like a drug uh, that medicated the the stresses uh, of life, and there was nothing at an early age that that brought about that same high, that same kind of mm-hmm. escape that I could get from pornography and, and masturbation. And also, uh, at an early age, I began dealing with a lot of mental health 
stuff uh, as well. Anxiety, depression, OCD, Tourette's. Um, and so I just kind of had this cocktail uh, of coping mechanisms from an early age um, to deal with the stresses in life, some things going on in, in my in my family. And so from an early age, I began um, living in isolation, hiding, trying to do life uh, on my own. And with this uh, um, unwanted porn use, you know, growing up, going to church, I, I knew um, and learned about um, what, what God's design was for, for sex in, in marriage. And I wanted that for myself. And so I, I didn't want to be doing these things and going back to porn and, and masturbation, but I just got caught in, in the grips of it and, and um, felt deep shame, felt hopeless. I felt like there was something wrong with me because I kept going back to these things over and over. And no matter what I tried, I, I couldn't find lasting freedom or, or, or help. Um, and, and slowly I began to open up about these things and um, in high school and a little bit in, in college, but I just couldn't find lasting freedom or, or true answers. You know, I tried the classic, try and pray it away, pray more, memorize scripture, get accountability, but um, I, I couldn't find lasting freedom. And so it wasn't until uh, I hit my version of rock bottom where I got sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah. and, and finally decided to reach out for help and do some research and find out I got into the point where I realized this has to be more than just a moral problem. And that's when uh, I came across pure desire and uh, started going to a pure desire group in my area in the Washington DC area. And soon enough I was going through the outpatient and Dr. Ted Roberts was counseling me. And, and for the first time I really began to experience freedom as I, as I realized there was much more going on than just the behavior. I had these um, wounds from, from my past that I was coping with in, in many different ways. And I began a new lifestyle change of reaching out rather than acting out and, and began to, to process um, triggering me, how my, how my past was getting uh, triggered in, in the present. And one of the big takeaways I think for me um, in my healing journey was that we're wounded experientially in relationships and, and we have to be healed experientially in, in relationships. And I, I began to experience that as I, as I went through my own healing journey. And so I'm so thankful um, to Pure Desire and you guys and, and um, all the things that you're doing because um, I truly believe God used this ministry, Pure Desire, to, to save my life hmm. and change, completely change the trajectory of my life. And so now I, I get to um, share about God's healing work that he can do. I've been sober or free from porn, masturbation, and sexual fantasies for four and a half years. And I absolutely love getting to serve and, and help others. Hmm. Yeah, Ben, I love that when you share your story, just the ways that so many men and women who are listening can relate to so many aspects of it, of growing up in a home where you just didn't talk about these things, and at a young age, things come into your life that you don't know how to process, and there's no one there to process them with, and so you just learn to isolate it and figure it out on your own and, and where there are solutions offered, you know, whether it's a church or a parent that just says, hey, don't do this or that's wrong and the, the solutions aren't effective in creating any change. And so the problem grows to that point where sooner or later we have to deal with it. And in your story, I think a cool thing and, and part of what we're going to get to talk about today is that you faced that battle as a single person. And so many of our listeners have gone through the battle as a married person and it's the relational conflict that led to it. 
Um, but just a follow-up question to your story, if you don't mind uh, telling a little bit more about that rock bottom moment as a single guy, what gave you the motive to say, I'm going to do whatever it takes to change this? Because I think a lot of single men and women, they don't have enough relational conflict created um, to want to change yet. So what was it for you that you think got you going down that path? Yeah, specifically for me, it was, um, I was involved in a campus ministry organization in college and, and struggling and, and, but, but this whole time I was a, a top student leader and I, I loved discipling younger students. And I applied to work for um, this organization and uh, initially heard a no because of my, my to, to work for this organization because of my struggle with pornography. And looking back, that was one of the greatest blessing in disguises mm-hmm. for me because that's when I realized, wow, you know, God is calling me to ministry, but unless I figure out what's really going on and enter into this process of healing, I may not get to do what I feel like God is calling me mm-hmm. to do. Uh, and that's when I sense God's call in my life to get help myself and then to start um, groups to help many other people. Cause I knew all my friends and, and many other guys in college were struggling with that. And I, I didn't want to take this into my marriage. Yeah. Um, quickly on in, in recovery, I started, or I, I heard so many stories of other married guys. I was the only single guy in my initial recovery group and marriages were being torn apart left and right. And um, I didn't, I didn't want to see that happen. Uh, I wanted to see health and freedom and, and, um, uh, a, a healthy family um, one day uh, in my own life. Yeah. Well, and we're so grateful that your journey led to a new resource. So tell us a little bit about that as, as you walked through this journey and we're starting to find healing and freedom. Where, where did the idea come from for Living Free and how did the book come about? Uh, talk us through that process a little bit. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So as I was um, working through my own my own healing journey, I began also leading uh, guys through Top Gun, which is, you know, the you guys know this way better than me. <laughs> it's your resource. But uh, for those who don't know, the, the resource of Pure Desire for teenage guys. Um, and it's a, a great resource. And I was taking some college guys through that. But I quickly realized, wow, a lot has happened in the past five to 10 years as far as the uh, addiction rate. Mm-hmm. And while there's great concepts in, uh, in Top Gun, um, the, the addiction rate has escalated and guys needed something that, that was more uh, intense and more specified to the college demographic. And there was this o- overwhelming need for something deeper, like the seven pillars, but contextualized to work around two semesters. Um, and that was much deeper than Top Gun. And so seeing that need, talking about that need, I remember being on a phone call um, with you all and some other campus ministry leaders and then later got a phone call from you, you guys approaching me to um, write this resource. Uh, you all sensed the need, saw that, and approached me to write uh, Living Free. And eventually I agreed because, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, English was not my strong suit. Writing was not my strong suit. You know, I, I'm pretty sure I plagiarized a couple couple writing exercises in, in college and got found out for it. Um, and so this was a real, real step of faith. Okay. If you want me to write this, I'll, I'll try it out and, and see what happens, but actually developed a love for writing through that process. So once again, so thankful for you all. And now I do a lot of writing, um, and, and began with, um, as I was finishing my outpatient process and my, um, first 
or second year of, of recovery, um, put together an outline with some of my co-authors and, and thought about what were the most important lessons for me in this process and uh, what were some of the most important lessons in the seven pillars and in Top Gun and what might be some new lessons specific, specifically contextualized for the college campus that I needed to hear because I was only a couple of years out of college and, and guys I was working with needed to hear. And so through lots of discussion um, about about a two-year process and, and lots of feedback, we had many people speaking into the resource, giving feedback um, and wanting it to be as transferable as possible. So if you could read, you could lead. Yeah. And uh, um, through that two-year process of writing feedback, of getting feedback, of writing, of getting feedback, and of refining it, um, we came out with the finished product about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys worked on that resource as a team, you know, your co-author Brett, and then working with Dr. Ted Roberts. Um, what, what was Ted like in that process in terms of was, was he encouraging of you guys in writing or was he kind of aloof to it? Tell us just a little bit about uh, the relationship you had developing this uh, with Dr. Ted Roberts. Yeah, he was um, very encouraging, very hands off, very, very go for it, you know. Um, yeah, looking back, it was kind of unbelievable the amount of creative freedom and encouragement he had. Hmm. That just speaks to his own humility. The fact that, I mean, he's an expert, has done this stuff for decades. And here I am, a, a new guy who's, who's he's mentored <laughs> and who's been in this a couple yeah. years. But he, he trusted me because I was on the college campus um, and gave feedback along the way and helped refine things. But um, was very empowering throughout yeah. the whole process. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, you talk about how, you know, the difference between Top Gun and the difference between Seven Pillars and, and really, you know, what I'm hearing you say is that this is more like Seven Pillars uh, and Top Gun if they were kind of put together for that middle, you know, that middle ground there of the college age. So uh, dive in even more to that. So tell me, like what the resource itself, Living Free, what would you say is the message? Like what's at the core of it? Yeah. Um, so I kind of hard to sum it up because there's so so many messages in there and it's almost a year-long long journey but sure. there's a couple things that that come to mind for me i, I think how really it's the if you could sum it up it would be how to live truly free and, and that's not just being set free from behaviors but um or, or unwanted struggles but set free to experience the abundant life that jesus came to bring uh in, in john 1010, um, Jesus says that he came to bring us um, abundant life, this full satisfying life. And, mm-hmm. and in, the, in the Greek, um, the word for abundant is uh, exceedingly more, more than is necessary. Um, and that's what God desires for us. You know, it doesn't mean we won't suffer. It doesn't mean we won't have hardships, but, and we can't control our circumstances, but we can control our reactions. And, and the question is, are we going to just survive in life or are we going to thrive mm-hmm. um, and experience this uh, abundant life and this this resource gives the the tools to do so as you walk through it in in community and one of the things that i'll say too is that it's and this is something i so appreciate about the every all of the resources that, that pure desire puts out is that um, it's not just about um sexual sin or overcoming unwanted sexual behaviors but it's it's about all kinds of coping mechanisms and working through the underlying factors mm-hmm. of what's driving those coping mechanisms, whether it's anger, control, 
um, procrastination being the classic college student uh, addiction, all kinds of unhealthy uh, behaviors yeah. and finding freedom from those, but, but freedom um, to experience this abundant life. And I, I think one of the greatest freedoms we can experience is, is freedom to experience true intimacy. And uh, I think the, the deepest longing of the human heart is to be fully known and, and fully loved. And I love how Dr. Ted says that sexual addiction is ultimately not about sex, but it's an intimacy disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're created to have intimacy with Jesus and others, um, whether or not we're married. You know, God has a way of, of satisfying those needs now. Uh, and in our process of finding freedom from those behaviors, experience what we were looking for yeah. all along. And that's true intimacy um, what we need the most. And it's beautiful how God has designed that. Yeah. And it's so cool, man, that you, that the Lord led you to this, because I, I'm telling you when I was in college, I could have used something like this. I mean, I felt like what was around was, you know, every man's battle, every young man's battle, which are practical tips on how to get pure, but not on how to find the wound and to find true healing in that. And so I just, Mm -hmm. I love, I love what you've done with this. I love, you know, that this is a part of our ministry because back then it was one of those things where I was afraid to step into ministry or afraid to serve or afraid to be a part of real true biblical community because I knew I had this secret and this shame. And the thing too is like, even though you know other guys struggle with it, it doesn't matter. Like Satan uses it as an isolation tool to just push you deeper and darker into the corner. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I mean, I, I wish I do, I wish my life would, would be probably a little different today. I'd be maybe a little healthier if we'd had something like this when I was in college. So, uh, it really is something that helps you dive deep and into like the darkest corners of your heart and your woundedness and be able to find really lasting freedom, not just from addiction, but freedom from being held captive by shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. On, on our college campus, a lot of it was the like the Neil T. Anderson bondage breaker kind of You're stuff. You're dating of, yourself here a little yeah, bit. Now. Well, <laughs> but I think that's still common in Christian campuses. It's like the pray it away approach of just break the curses, cast out the enemy, stand in the word of God and the blood of the lamb. And all that's true and good. But the shame that can come when you're doing all of that, mm-hmm. it feels ultra spiritual and like we're going to the core of this issue. And then you still struggle and you're like, I must be the most unspiritual person in the world because I yeah. said all the right prayers. I walked through this workbook and I'm in bondage. And so what, what you're helping provide on the, the college level just for, for single men, Ben, is I think to really take them through how freedom happens. And one of the great mm-hmm. things about this podcast, we have a, a real variety of people that listen in. And so many people might be tuning into this one, not because they are a single young adult male, but because they're in a category they want to help. They're a church yeah. leader or a pastor or just someone concerned about the coming generations. And for many people, the millennial generation, younger generations can be a little bit um, scary or even intimidating for a church or a, a parent to know how to help, how to work with them, um, especially when it comes to a sensitive issue like sexual purity and pornography. So how can uh, churches, how can people reach out to younger men and women and really help them in this area? Yeah, I think um, if you know the answer to that, I'd, I'd love an email because <laughs> we're trying to figure that We'll just out fix our, it all. Yeah. I feel like I'm just getting older and dated by, by the day as a 28-year-old. Um, but, but Generation Z, uh, individuals ages 22 and under, are growing up in such a technologically saturated mm-hmm. 
ever evolving world. It, it seems like, um, and I don't have any stats to, to prove this, but I would imagine that that their um, culture and demographic is changing quicker than any other generation in mm-hmm. in uh, years past because of technology. And so, trying to keep up with them, but but really studying, I, I think in anything, studying and learning about the culture you're trying about mm-hmm. the context, being curious um, and, and knowing that change is our friend. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the church, That's obviously, good. there's some things that will never change that we don't want to change, like the gift, the message of the gospel. We always keep the gift the same, but we need to change the gift wrapping. Um, and, and I think a lot of times we can get stuck in this mentality of, well, we've always done it this way, and so we don't want to change, or we mm-hmm. it would be too hard to change. Um, but but one thing I've, I've kind of realized is, um, whether it's our in in some churches, some ministries, maybe many, um, our, our tactics, maybe the way we're reaching people, or our worship, or or services, or just the way we do life, um, can often be we can often think is or label it uh, contemporary, and we can view it as contemporary. But really, I think many times what we consider contemporary is the new traditional for Generation Z because mm, they're so good point. evolving and they're growing up with on social media with um, uh, high stimulus, um, just high quality things that they're seeing all the time. And so studying and learning about that and, and sticking to the timeless biblical principles that we see of of reaching people mm-hmm. the way Jesus did it. There are, you know, culture changes, but some principles stay the same. You know, Jesus asked questions. He sought to understand people. He was authentic and, and real. Um, and I think one of the greatest things we can do is know our story. We can know where we've come from and how Jesus met us and met the needs that we had. Yeah. Um, and then we can seek to understand other people, young people. And, and I think one of the greatest things we can do is realize um, younger people, Generation Z, are hyper-connected yet lonelier than ever. Mm-hmm. You know, we have many of us, myself included, have over a thousand acquaintances or friends on Facebook, but how many of them are actually real friends, Yeah, you know? And um, people have this desire to be fully known and, and fully loved. And, and as we know our story and, and how Jesus met those needs in our life, everybody has these common desires, these common deep-seated needs and we can speak into their life as we get to know them and reach them and point them to how Jesus can bring about freedom and how he can meet those needs um, and how we can invite them into the abundant life that he he came to bring us. Yeah, dude. And I think that you're right on with the invitation thing, because I think that especially, you know, you and I, we're, we're in the millennial bracket and uh, we desire authenticity and we desire to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And I think that oftentimes, um, we, because we're, you know, us and the younger generations are scary for churches to try to reach because they're not sure how. Sometimes they just stiff arm us or avoid us or put us in another category. And in reality, we want to be a part of the team. We want to know that we're working towards something and we have a mission. And uh, I think that churches, when they're reaching and they're trying to find ways to reach the younger demographics, is to just be real. I mean, I think that something in the church that is done far too often is hiding who we really are from the pulpit, from the stage in community. We just hide who we are and authenticity is always inviting um, and always asks people to come in and be a part. And then also just to, to really give people a Jersey and put them in the game. I mean, I feel like we, I know I don't, especially as a pastor and, 
And as just a guy who is going to church, I want to be on the team. I want to have a role. I want to know I'm going to have the rock in my hand and I'm able to do something with it. And so really giving that sense of empowerment, because the reality is the younger generations are going to be the next generation leaders. So if you want to set up the church for success, then that's why this resource and this sort of mission for churches of reaching younger demographics is so important because they are the church. They are the coming church. Yeah, so well said. Cool, man. So, um, you know, kind of off of what I was just saying, really, it is important to reach the younger demographics. And it's more than just because, you know, they are uh, the next generation for our church. So just what are some other reasons you could see that's really important for the church to reach the younger demographic of people? Yeah, um, just to reiterate that... uh hyper-connected, lonely, lonelier than ever. Um, what does that look like in 10 years? If people continue to be hyper-connected and lonelier than ever, that's just a question to let um, yeah. uh, simmer. You know, what would a culture look like in that where there's a lack of, of depth in, in many of our relationships and a lack of depth in our leaders? There are future leaders. Um and thinking about, too, the, the escalating porn use or the escu- uh, escalating, I mean, just in the past 20 years or so, the amount of people who used to struggle with porn to um, I've met, you know, maybe two guys on the college campus involved in in uh, crew of the campus ministry who who don't struggle with porn, who have never struggled. Like this is the new norm for people to struggle mm-hmm. and it's um, skyrocketing on the female side uh, as well. It's the new norm for the majority of individuals to struggle with porn or unwanted sexual behaviors. And that's just revealing this deep cry for intimacy, Um, this deep cry to get those needs met. And it's not being met many times in um, the relationships um, there's uh, that people are, that people are having now they're crying out for connection, for love, for, for acceptance. Mm -hmm. And um, porn is becoming more addicting and addicting by the day. Uh, I mean, just with virtual reality coming out with the intensity of some of the things, the videos being made, since it's like a drug, there has has to be more and more intense thing to get that same dopamine hit, the same high that you originally got. People are finding themselves looking at things they swore they would never um, look at. And, and these are our future pastors, our, our future leaders. And in many senses, they're, or, uh, they're already leaders. They're, they're, setting um, the stage of where we're going Mm -hmm. you know they're dictating what's cool uh they're dictating um how businesses are are reaching people if you think about social media so many businesses are using social media now and the primary users of social media are are young people and and two i think um the reason it's so important to to help reach young people is i just imagine a world where this continues. What if we don't do anything? What if, you know, the church of Jesus Christ doesn't intervene and um, porn, porn use continues to escalate. Um, Imagine just for a minute, a world where the majority of people have a pornified mentality, not just are are consumers of porn, but it actually affects their lives and the way they interact. And and I know this from, from my own struggles, porn, causes us to be self-seeking to objectify and use other people's uh, other people it, it causes us to be um, deceptive to start looking at things we swore we would never look look at it causes us to be sexist to um, be okay with the sexual abuse 
uh, 80 uh, that we see on the screen and, and to carry that over into our own sex lives, into our own world. Um, a common stat is that 88% of pornographic videos are, are violent in nature towards, mm -hmm. towards women. When you see that over and over, what does that do to your worldview? Um, and the reality of the industry is we don't even know how many, what percentage or, or, or the people rock, watching on the screen, who's trafficked and who's not, who's held captive in that industry and who's not. Um, and so I just think about if that continues and, and a generation is being raised on that, um, what is that going to look like? And, and one, um, one documentary filmmaker said, Porn is what the end of the world looks like. Porn <laughs> yeah. is what the end of the world looks like. And he was getting into all of the abusive and, and bondage and explicit types uh, of porn in interviewing people in that. And he was just weeping. He was said, and he's, he's not a, a person of faith. He, he said, if this is what the world is going to look like, I don't want to be a part of it. Yep. You know, God's law is written on our heart. Um, and we see that we, we're meant for something more, something and more satisfying and really view this as a challenge that's not worth facing and reaching the next generation or we can see it as opportunities we have to help people meet jesus and, and get those deep cries of their heart met in jesus in the body of christ and, and to understand um that sex is is awesome god designed it to be awesome he's for it he has a satisfying design and he has something so much better than, than pornography that will truly meet meet your needs. So just a couple of thoughts. Yeah, I think that that's such a great image of the future, Ben, and just describing, is that the kind of world we want? And everyone, I think, listening would probably go, well, well, no. So we see that the fruits are not what we want, but to stand up and address the roots and say one leads to the other is still a hard thing to do. And I, I think it underscores why this is so important, why what you guys have worked on in this resource for uh, single men is so valuable. So what would you say to someone who's listening and, and they're maybe a single young college age man trying to think, should I go through this? Or maybe there's someone that's in church leadership and they're wondering, should we make this an emphasis or something we really focus on? Um, why should someone go through living free? What do you think that they're going to get out of the material? What kind of fruits might they expect uh, in their lives or in their church? Yeah, I, I think, man, I can't even, there's just so many things. <laughs> Um, I, I think um, they'll start to experience, wow, I'm actually being satisfied in my life now because the, the um, legitimate, legitimate need I was trying to get met in an illegitimate way is actually being met. My need for intimacy, um, mm, I mean, that's, that's what good. Sex, all, sex is all about, not an escape from intimacy, but an expression of it mm -hmm. in marriage. And, and God has designed... Um, ways as single people to still get those same needs met. You look at Jesus, um, the, the greatest expression uh, of being human, and he was fully God uh, as well, but he was single his whole life, yet he was not less of a human because he wasn't having sex or wasn't married. It's good. And so God has ways of, of meeting those needs. And if as single people, we can, um, or we can raise single people, or, or we can raise this next generation to be wholehearted, to know who they are, to know how God meets their needs um, through his people and to be um, confident in, in who they are. And then they'll be giving in relationships and, and not taking. And so I think there's so many, so many benefits, um, not taking this into marriage, uh, understanding 
um, woundedness. Everybody's wounded in life. And, and so oftentimes pe- the questions people have about God or, or the ways they're coping and the ways they're not satisfying life is set, being satisfied in life is being driven by woundedness. And if we um, have our young people go through this, then as they're in middle school, high school, they're going to be actually saying, you know what, I see what you're doing. And I've struggled with that in my own life. And here's how Jesus has actually met that need mm-hmm. and brought about healing and freedom. And here's why I'm more satisfied than I was. And and I don't just say no to this because it's wrong or because the Bible says so, but because it goes against and design for me and then what he desires for you. And I think what you'll find in, in living free is it's one of, if not the most holistic and clinically sound and practical resources out now for college age guys. You know, that's why we wrote this. If And, and it's all based on uh, a lot of this is, is not new. It's just repackaged. Sure. There's some new lessons, but a lot of it is based on the work of Dr. Ted Roberts. So I feel confident and humbly saying this is an awesome resource because much of the thoughts, you know, came, came from him um, and, and his great work and pure desires, great work. I think guys, you understand they experience this true intimacy, how to grow spiritually and emotionally because our emotional health is not separate from our spiritual health. We're holistic people. Um, and one of my favorite is it's pre- uh, practical, it's transferable, and it's easy to understand and implement. You know, it's one thing to understand the problem of mm-hmm. pornography and unwanted sexual behavior and that woundedness is driving it, but it's a whole nother ball game to have a practical resource They'll almost hold your hand step by step um, to, in the power of the Holy Spirit, experience healing, experience freedom, and experience Jesus came to bring us. Yeah, and I, I love the point you made in there that if, if people could grab hold of that idea that my life it would actually be better, more complete, more full, more holistic without this in my life— hmm that that becomes motivating rather than what's kind of our Christian approach at times is, well, I, I don't want to do it because it's wrong, it's bad, it's shameful. So it's a very negative message of why I'm trying to change versus that that idea of what what needs could God meet? What are those legitimate needs I could be meeting in a legitimate way? How fulfilling would that be? And I, I just love the way you express that. So I hope um, that's something people can really grab a hold of. Yeah, and too, I mean, think I yeah. when I was when I was in the midst of, of my struggle and my addiction, I remember having a conversation with my dad telling, telling him, I don't want my kid to struggle with this. Like when I was at one of the lowest points in my life, I told him, I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to help my kids if they struggle with this. And, you know, it's cool that I've realized now that I've, I've found freedom and I've found healing that I am much more aware of how to help my kid grow up in a healthy environment and grow up in a place that's full of grace and does not throw shame around you know, all the time and is a way to just raise him in a way where he understands um, that self-awareness is important and understands that this life's going to be tough and there's going to be ways he's going to want to try to escape it, um, but to press in. And, and so I just, I think, you know, and this is what I love Ben about the resource, man, is that it just, it really is focused on reaching people younger and younger, because if we reach the college guys right now, like those men are going to be husbands and fathers and they're going to raise kids and they're not going to do it perfectly. They're going to be sinful. You know, they're going to mess their kids up just like every parent does, but they're going to be able to do it in a way where they understand what true health looks like. And, um, it just set an example for their kids. So Ben, this dude, this has been, uh, so great. I mean, we, 
we really appreciate you, really your willingness, because writing a book, man, and writing a resource like this uh, is not an easy feat. I mean, it's not like this took you a couple afternoons at Starbucks, like you really had to hammer this out. So uh, really every episode, man, we want to end with just giving our guests the opportunity just to encourage anybody who's listening. So what encouragement would you give to anybody out there, whether they're a young man or woman in college, or maybe there's someone who, you know, isn't and wants to pour into that younger generation? Just what encouragement would you give to people out there? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, whether or not you would call yourself a, a Christian or not, uh, I think, you know, we've got to understand what God's heart is, is for us. You know, God, God is, is not, um, ashamed of our brokenness. He willingly enters into it. And so oftentimes in our weakness, in that brokenness, and when we humbly come before him, we experience his, his love and we experience transformation. He's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for honest people. Um, I, I think with your sin, he dealt with it on the cross through Jesus and he invites you into forgiveness and into healing. And love was the fuel that sent Jesus to the cross. It's not like he merely He's like, oh yeah, I'll tolerate you. I'll, yeah, I'll right, be fine. okay with you. Yep. You know, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll like you, but I'm not going to love you. You know, I just simply tolerate you because of Jesus. No, that's not it at all. Love was the reason why He went to the cross, um, and invites us into forgiveness and and that that um, relationship with Him. And and man, really, if if God can do this in my life, despite my level of woundedness, my mental health struggles, being driven by woundedness, the amount of sin I've dealt with, the ways I've hurt other people. Yeah. And if God can bring about healing and restoration in my life, um, if he can hold, you know, the universe together by the word of his power, he can, he can surely do this in, in, in your life. And he wants to, um, you're never too broken um, to be fixed. Jesus delights in redeeming and restoring that which is broken. Um, that's his main re- uh, message, redemption of mm-hmm. of healing, of reconciling us to himself. And one day he'll restore this entire entire world. This life is not all there is. And um, life is so much better. Um, it's more satisfying when we engage our stories, when we engage our brokenness, and we experience God's design for us and his, his healing work. And, and that brokenness so oftentimes is the bridge that we get to experience his healing, his grace, and his love in the best possible way. Um, most days I can say, looking back, I'm so thankful for the story that God authored in my life, despite the pain, the woundedness, the trauma, the addiction. Um, because on the other side, uh, I experienced, uh, looking back, I experienced God in a way that I may never had experienced had I not ever struggled. And so mm. I'm so thankful um, that, that God has brought me through this and he desires that for every person um he loves he loves this world radically and we can never escape his love well that's really great stuff ben and i i think what i take out of this conversation my encouragement to anyone listening is wherever you're at if if this is a battle that you're in and and you haven't really taken some steps to face it don't wait i mean here's three of us sitting here saying we wish we could have faced it early and Mm -hmm. earlier and we're relatively younger men uh, so to speak and there's there's no reason to wait until it's ruining a marriage or destroying a career to go, okay, now I'll deal with it. That if, if you're a, a young adult man or woman, you're not married yet, you're single, just say, this would be worth any effort it takes if I could arrive in a place of freedom and joy and start a marriage that way or start a career that way. And so I just, I thank you for the example you are of that, Ben, that you, you saw what God had for your life and you said, 
I don't know if I'll get there unless I face this issue. And you did. And the doors that that's going to open for you in terms of relationships and your future, it's exciting. And um, I just hope anyone else listening takes that same message to say, wherever I'm at in my life, it's it's worth fighting this fight and I'm going to go for it. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast, guys. Yeah. It's a joy to be with you all. Yeah, man. And we, we're just thankful for the partnership with you and how much work you really poured into this material, man. I mean, it's, again, like I said, it's not a small feat. So the fact that you put this work in and we're faithful to it and you're continuing to push people towards it is great. And uh, we just appreciate you and thanks for hanging out with us. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. And if you are a listener out there and you're a pastor or a leader and you want to fight against this and you want to help reach the younger generations, we encourage that you check it out. And then also, if you're a college aged or a high school kid and you're looking at really how to get healthy, this is a great resource. We would just push you to that. And all right, it's you can actually check out Living Free on puredesire.org slash living dash free. Uh, so go check that out. And then also, if you want to keep up with what Ben is up to and more info on him, check out www.imlivingfree.com. You can learn more about Ben and his ministry with Crew and Josh McDowell. So uh, guys, Ben, Nick, thanks so much for hanging out and talking through this resource. Thank you. Good times. And thank you for listening to the Pure Desire podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to keep up with the podcast, please subscribe. You can also rate and review our podcast and let us know how we're doing. For more information, check out our website, puredesire.org. You can follow us on social media at puredesirepdmi. Once again, that's at puredesirepdmi. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Pure Desire podcast. For more information, check out our website, www.puredesire.org. Check in each week for new content on the podcast, and we pray that it will help you find hope and freedom on your journey to purity. Here's what's coming up next week on the Pure Desire podcast. Every woman that takes a breath. This is going to be one of our best resources that we've ever put out. They're wanting to be married. They're wanting to be sexual. And they're saying, what does this even look like? Is it even okay to have these discussions? I think that's one of the things that's interesting about women who struggle is that we don't take good care of ourselves. Right. We, we are the last person, and sometimes we are taking care of everybody else, but we're the last person that we take care of. And that, I think, is my favorite part about these resources.